Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez, and this is my 2020 Top 10 Countdown. I'm going to be talking about my top 10 favorite comic books, indie comic books, and then a special treat. I'm going to be talking to a handful of my friends. They reached out to me and told me their top 10 books of the year so stay tuned right here on the house of indie if you are in need of a graphic designer for your comic book or logo hit up my buddy dave just search the david lentz on facebook and slide into his dms you can take a look at his work at davelentz.com or send an email to dlentz138 at gmail.com that is d-l-e-n-t-z 138 at gmail.com tell him joey from the house of indie sent ya. we are a proud member of the geek collective an age of radio network <laughs> How's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez, and you are listening to the House of Indie Podcast. Thank you for joining me on my end-of-the-year top 10 2020 countdown. And I'm going to start with my number 10, and we're going to go down to number 1. So, I, I have this list here, guys, and a handful of them, I gotta tell you, it was so hard to put my favorites in there. I, I think I switched up the list at least five or six different times and I'm looking at it and I'm like, Ooh, some of my friends are probably going to be really upset with me. <laughs> if this was like a top 50 or a top 20, I'd probably get all my favorite books from 2020 in this special episode. But because we're talking about 10, I really, really had to cut it down. So I'm going to start with my number 10 book. 10. And it is from Scout Comics and one of my good buddies, Brian Silverbacks. And it is Loggerhead. And I'm going to give you guys the quick little logline here they have on ScoutComics.com. The world as we knew it changed after the last of the Great Wars, leaving a large portion of North America a dead wasteland. It's in the wasteland that the tales of a monster only known as Loggerhead exists. Within this wasteland, valuable elements and minerals have been unearthed, creating a hotbed of illegal mining and overrun with scavengers. When some children find themselves endangered while witnessing an illegal scavenger mineral hunt, a protector rises from the murky depths of this wasteland to extract retribution. Uh, this one uh, was one of my favorites. It is my top 10, the, at the 10th mark of my top 10 favorites of 2020. Um, I got to give you guys a little bit of a backstory here. I've been such a huge fan of Brian Silverbacks for such a long time. I followed him on social media when I seen that he was, you know, going to push this out. And this was probably about a year and a half, maybe two ago. So I'd watch him do live drawing sessions. I'd interact with his live and eventually I kind of reached out to him, bought a couple things from him personally. And then I sparked a friendship with him, and now I do a live stream with him every Monday where you guys can listen to us. It's called This Week in Geek. Hopefully you guys uh, hung out with us on this last week uh, on Monday where we talked about This Year in Geek, where we talked about all the geeky things that happened over the year. But we're talking about Loggerhead here. Uh, so, so cool. I, I, I love the 
the the character of Loggerhead. I love the design. The artwork was awesome. But I, and maybe I'm a little biased because I'm I've been such a huge fan of his for quite some time. And sometimes he gets a little down on himself about his artwork. Uh, but I think he's doing a really great job. Since then, he has gone on to do covers for crossover for the recount. Handful of others. Uh, 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 so many that I, I can't even mention, uh, and and unfortunately, some of them I did not mention in this one, but if I would have had a top 20, uh, they definitely would have been mentioned, and I'm sorry to my friends out there who, if you guys didn't make this list, just remember, it's nothing against you, it's just I had to cut it down so much that some of them had to, uh, some of them got left out, unfortunately, but... Uh, it, it was a really great story uh, right off the bat. Um, I love the aspect of kind of they just threw us in to this uh, Kara Prime, he calls it, and this world, this world building that he has. It, it, it's an all-around great story. There's some been some naysayers out there that said that this story was not grounded, but if you kind of follow Brian and you know what he's doing and you've read his Kara Prime handbook that he actually kickstarted as well in 2020... Uh, you would know a little bit more about it, and he's got some more characters coming out, some more books, and some more awesome things in 2021 that he has slated for uh, this Kara Prime world that he's building here. Uh, super cool for that for him, and I appreciate uh, everything you do, Brian, for me and for the House of Indy. Uh, thank you for doing all those things, and this is just just a really great book, and he's probably one of the hardest working guys that I know. He's always on the grind, so uh, kudos to you, and uh, awesome, awesome work on Loggerhead. My next one, in the ninth place. Nine. Mr. Guy Zombie Hunter. Uh, this one, I heard about this a while back when they were going to kickstart. They actually had to kickstart it twice because the first kickstarter did not get funded. And then they kind of repositioned themselves a little bit and did it again. And then finally they kickstarted it and it was funded the second time around. It's a little funky because they did it like pre-mid uh, uh, pandemic. So it was a little difficult to kind of gauge what people were going to do in the pandemic. So once they kind of understood where everybody was and what they were doing during the pandemic, uh, they kind of repositioned themselves and got this funded and finally got it out into our hands. And this book is beautiful. Uh, they call this an artthology where, you know, it is a one continuous narrative where J.L. Draco, uh, co-founder of Oneshi Press, wrote the book, but he has multiple people doing artwork. You even have, you know, Walter Osley from Metal Shark Bro and Ghost Bats and all that good stuff uh, doing some work in here and a handful of other amazing creators uh, helping out with the artwork here. Uh, the story was amazing. The artwork on all four different arcs that they talk about here in this book. Uh, awesome. Let me give you guys a little bit of a, a, a blurb that he wrote on his website here. It reads... Mr. Guy Zombie Hunter is a zombie apocalypse caper of ridiculous proportions written by Onishi Press co-founder J.L. Draco. The book is a 12-chapter saga exploring a smattering of zombie apocalypse tropes. Each eight-page mini-story is paired with a different illustrator to create a brand new comic book style we're calling an artthology. 
cute, right, he says. Uh, the unique approach gives the continuous story rich variations of flavor to keep you turning them zesty pages. Uh, that's exactly what it is. Four amazing uh, story arcs written by JL, drawn by some terrific, terrific artists. Uh, it's hilarious. It keeps you interested. And I cannot wait for more. Uh, I, I can't say anything more because it, it's just an all around awesome, awesome book. It follows Mr. Guy, who uh, is he's kind of he's a cool character. He gets bit by a zombie and he, you know, hilarity ensues. I don't want to give too much away because right now you could probably head on over to their website and purchase this right now. Uh, so super cool. Amazing. Amazing. Now on to my eighth place. Eight. This one was actually recently released, and it is Sam and his talking gun from Scout Comics. And I don't know if you guys are noticing, there is an ongoing uh, uh, similarities here, because a lot of my books are either from Scout Comics or uh, Kickstarters, possibly a little bit of Sourcepoint Press, maybe some image books here and there, uh, but... Uh, I'm so I'm a little biased. I really love all, everything that Scout Comics is doing right now because they're coming out with some great stuff and amazing stuff that's happening in 2021. But Sam and his talking gun is written and drawn by a father and son team, the Fergusons. You got writer Drew Ferguson and artist Lee Ferguson. And this one uh, goes as such, and I'm going to read the long line for this one. Sam stands in a room full of bodies, blood, and broken things. The only thing on his mind, Colt, his brother. Blood or not, Colt, who killed the only person Sam had left. Colt, who broke Sam's mind and left him shattered pieces in an asylum. But Sam is back. He has his talking gun, and no matter the cost, no matter the consequence, Colt has to pay. This one is an action-packed thriller, or I don't know if you want to call it thrill, but it's action-packed right from the word go. It very much is like a John Wick-style type of story. Um, super, super awesome. Great artwork from Lee Ferguson. Lee Ferguson, who is going to be doing, uh, you know, third wave 99 here coming up in the future on Scout Comics. He was the logo artist for that company as well. If you guys know a little bit about them, if you don't head on over to scoutcomics.com and just type in third wave 99. There's a cool little story there and a background story about what the book is about and about the company a little bit. Uh, it's super cool. Uh, but this one, uh, is beautiful to look at. I got my copies in the mail. I had I had to read a digital copy before to in order to talk about it on the show. But there is nothing like having the physical copy in your hands because you can actually look at how beautiful that artwork is. And there were some things that I missed in the digital that I saw when I opened up my actual physical copy. So I, it looks even better in person. So I would head on over to scoutcomics.com and pick this one up because, oh man, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous book. Uh, super cool. So now on to my number seven. Seven. Comes from Source Point Press. And this one is from a good buddy of mine. I just recently had him on the show. And this one is Parallel. Uh, I got to say, first off, this is a mind F, but in a good way because it tells a really great story. 
You follow Landon, who's experiencing a quarter-life crisis. The decision he made in his early 20s to abandon his dreams of music has resulted in a life mirrored in stagnation, depression, self-doubt, and a loveless marriage. When the voices start and the visions appear, Landon fears for his sanity but is nevertheless tempted and awoken to a unique possibility a parallel version of himself is offering a chance to change it all his fate was sealed and now his destiny awaits what price would you be willing to pay for a second chance great great all-around story here um what kind of a an opportunity would you take if you were able to hear uh, an, an alternate version of yourself say hey i've got this this awesome awesome dream i'm living this dream would you like to do this this is something that you've wanted all your life and everybody around him thinks that he's hearing voices they that he's a little crazy uh and you kind of question yourself is is he is he really crazy what's going on is he got some mental break happening now or is this parallel universe actually, you know, happening um, all around? Great, great story. It opens up to so many thoughts and and it, and you don't want to put this book down. Uh, I definitely, definitely would recommend you guys grabbing this book right here and, and checking it out. You can uh, just type in uh, Parallel Source Point Press and you can find out where you can grab this book right now um so what we're gonna do here is we're gonna take a small break and when we come back we're gonna go to our number six what is your top 10 have you guys had the same ones that i've had in my list so far we'll see because after we come back from the break i i'm gonna talk a little bit about before i go into my number six i want to talk a little bit about some creators who told me their top 10. And do you guys have the same books on your list? So let's take that quick break and we'll come back and talk about that. And we are back. And before the break, I promised you that I was going to tell you guys a little bit about some creators that I talked to about their top 10 countdown of 2020. So I'm not going to list off every creator that I spoke to, but this is just a handful who gave me the 10 that I asked for. So number one on the list is Dave Lentz and he numbered this uh, from one to 10. So something is killing the children, firepower, skull digger and skeleton boy, TMNT last Ronin, dead body road, bad blood, pulp, sea of stars, Stillwater, wind. We only find them when they're dead. What a great list. Maybe, maybe I have some of those on mine. And we spoke to Casey Pierce, and she only gave me a handful, and she did a big no-no and listed her book here. But I'm not going to talk about that because, Casey, that one doesn't count. You wrote the thing. So here we go. Uh, she has Something is Killing the Children, Broken Gargoyles, and Money Shot. Ooh, that last one is a naughty, naughty book, Casey. Now, Adam Bardhart, writer and creator of Shite Show. All right. Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy, Scumbag, Colonel Weird, Cosmogog, Barbalian, Red Planet. I think that's how you say it. Sorry. I second-guessed myself. <laughs> Something is Killing the Children, Quantum and Woody, Gideon Falls, Death or Glory, Grit, Ice Cream Man. All right, those are some good ones there. And we got Amy Barrett, the 
owner of Pulp 716 in upstate New York. All right, let's check this out. She's got White Ash, Something is Killing the Children, Canopus. I don't know if those some some of these aren't from 2020, guys. I gotta check you guys on that one. Uh, Black of Heart, Butcher of Paris, Finger Guns, Metter Shark Bro 2, Wind, I Walk with Monsters, and Grit. Uh, some great, great titles here. Uh, all right, and we got Milton Lawson, and he's got a really, really good one here. Chasing the Bird in his top number one spot from J- Dave Chisholm. Loneliness of Long Distant Cartoonists, Adrian Tomine, Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics, Chameleons, Billionaire Island, The OZ, Metal Shark Bro 2, Ronin Digital Express, No Heroin, and Giga. And last but not least, we have Rich Woodall. And he said, These are all in no particular order, but he went and numbered them. (laughs) Well, if they were not in no particular order, Rich, why did you number them? All right, here we go. He's got Savage Dragon in his 10th spot. Once and Future in his 9. Harrow County Black Hammer Universe books. Anything Sean Phillips and Ed Brubaker put out, he says. (laughs) I should have read these before. (laughs) He said they do a hardcover series of image, and they are great. Uh, The the Chimerian series, Stealth, Firepower, Hellboy, and this last one, Rich. I don't know if this was indie. It used to be indie, but uh, I don't know now because it's a Vertigo DC title. I guess we could technically give it to you. Uh, just because it's uh, under, uh, it's Vertigo that's slash DZ, I don't know, it's Hill House. So uh, those are the creators. Uh, they, they, they have some really great ones. Uh, some of them I didn't have on there. I, I did not have, uh, and I'm going to say this, I do not have Something is Killing the Children on my top 10. And i got to tell you guys, I, I don't know if I want to bump one on my list now because... <laughs> Because that's such a good one, and how did I leave that one out? But let's back, go back to my number six. Six. And on my number six is Atlantis Wasn't Built for Tourists from Eric Palicki and Wendell Cavalcanti. And here is the synopsis, or the, because uh, I know what it's called, right? And here is the logline for Atlantis Wasn't Built for Tourists. Lovecraft meets Sergio Leone in a modern tale of corruption, family legacies, and nightmarish dread. Lucas Lewis drifts into Atlantis County, Oregon, wanting nothing more than a hot meal and a soft bed for the night. What he finds instead is a small town enthralled to eldritch creatures lurking in the surrounding wilderness, possibly guided by an even more sinister force. Lucas becomes determined to eradicate all Atlantis's demons, but these monsters are not what they seem. Unfortunately for the monsters, neither is Lucas. Excellent monster slash vampire story. Amazing, amazing work here from Eric and uh, Wendell. Uh, uh, artwork is awesome. Uh, you got a mysterious 
town shrouded in its own secrets. Uh, great pacing, great a uh, uh, thrill to the book. Uh, just this first, the first issue is just phenomenal right out of the gates. I just, I, what an amazing story. Awesome, awesome stuff, guys. Check this out if you haven't already. All right, on to my number five, and we're getting down close to my number one. Five. Are you guys ready for this one? This one was so good that I, I, I don't know if I wanted to put it closer to my top number five or top, but it's in there in my fifth place. Uh, and it's really hard to bump out the top four out of each of those categories because these ones are are, are really good. Uh, this one in my top five position is It Eats What Feeds It. And, and I got to tell you, this was uh, it's hard because I really wanted these next two, my four and five, to be my one and two. Uh, but some other books came out that was highly anticipated, and, and I have to talk about those ones. But you got... Max Hoven and Aaron Crow and Gabriel Umazark on this one here. And here is the log line. In this grimy horror romp, Francois, a stunning middle-aged woman, has developed a worsening affliction and seeks a young caretaker to upkeep her lavish Creole mansion deep in the mystic bayou of Louisiana. Kenny, a teenage half-wit looking for a summer job, stumbles right to her doorstep. Free rent. Free meals, high pay, easy work, and a provocative boss. What's there for Kenny to refuse? Well, there's the blood-covered kitchen spilling over with raw meat and the bolt-locked, steel-plated attic door he's restricted access to. Are these red flags worth the risk of missing out on a wild summer romance? <laughs> I think I would say yes, but uh, not to Kenny here, because this is a crazy horror story that would probably uh, you know have its own OnlyFans page. <laughs> Just say because this is a crazy, crazy story. But it was a good read. Uh, first issue was phenomenal. Again, uh, another t another thing here. You have a mis mystery shrouded in secrets. Uh, you don't know what's going on. She's got an affliction. Is it connected to something in this story? Uh, why? What is locked away in her basement? And why is her kitchen filled with blood? Uh, great, great, fun, exciting, fast-paced story. Another really cool monster story. So check this one out uh, from Scout Comics. And we're moving on down to my number four spot. And I got to tell you, <laughs> uh, this one, and it eats what feeds it, I was really wrestling with myself to try to put it in my f number one and number two place. Uh, but it it's really hard, guys. I got to tell you, this is so hard to do. Put putting your favorite books that you've read all year long in just 10 categories. Four. But the next one that I got here on my list is Chasing the Bird, a Charlie Parker graphic novel from Dave Chisholm. Amazing, amazing work here. Uh... This graphic novel tells a story of Bird's time in L.A., starting in December 1945, where Bird and Dizzy Gillespie brought frenetic sounds of bebop from the East Coast Jazz Underground to the West Coast for a two-month residency at Billy Berg's Hollywood Jazz Club. Man, uh, this, this is probably one of the most beautiful-looking books that I've ever seen in my life. 
Um, you guys got to check it out. You guys can head on over to, you guys can pick it up at Amazon. Head on over to Dave Chisholm. Just type in Dave Chisholm, Chasing the Bird, and you'll be able to find where you can purchase this. Comes in a really beautiful, beautiful looking hardcover. Um, there's even some, it says here, there was even some 45s and some really, really cool records that you guys can grab from this. This book definitely is Dave Chisholm's love story to jazz and the musicians who, you know, inspired him because as I don't know if you guys know, but Dave Chisholm has a doctorate in jazz, uh, jazz so uh, awesome book here i couldn't you know think of a better person to talk about a you know a jazz legend than dave chisholm because he does such a great great uh great thing here um easily could have topped my 2020 indie books uh if it weren't for the anticipation of my number one slot uh super super cool uh you guys got to check it out check this one out seriously all right we're moving in on the top three here, and you guys are going to have to hold on to your seats because these ones are amazing. Three. Okay, in my number three spot is Stillwater from Chips Darsky and Ramon Perez, Mike Spencer. Uh, this is a series premiere, Nobody Dies in This Town of Stillwater. That's not just a promise, it's a threat. Join superstar Chip Zdarsky and Eisner Award-winning artist Ramon Perez. I don't know about you guys, but do you sense a little kind of uh, pattern going on here with my favorite top 10 books of the year? Uh, that has to do with a crazy town, uh, some kind of weird, uh, you know, secrets going on, some kind of mystery. Uh, this one, it definitely has the same. You got a, you know, a town where nobody dies. Absolutely crazy. Great first issue. So strong. You don't know what's going to happen. Uh, why is it that nobody dies? Uh, <laughs> this is a, a really great book here. You guys got to check this one out. Uh, great, great creators on this one. I don't want to give too much away because it's just an all around great, strong issue. Great artwork, great pacing, great story. Uh, amazing, amazing, all the way through. Check it out for yourselves. Stillwater from Chip Zdarsky and Ramon, Ramon Perez, Mike Spicer. So on to the top two. Uh, what what are your guys' top two? I know you guys have been going on with me right now, and, and, and you guys have your top ten, right? And maybe some of your choices were in my list or the list that I listed off from the creators. What's your top two? So here, here's my top two. And like I said, there was a handful of books already that I mentioned here that I really wanted to, I had in my top two before this list, this very last list that I made. And it moved around many different times. I also had a handful here. And if I'm going to go ahead and, you know, honorable mentions here, I'd probably mention you know, Shed Show from Adam Barnhart. And I'm sorry I didn't make the list here, uh, but if I had a top 11, this one would probably be on the list. Uh, Yasmin from, from Scout as well. Um, so many more grit. Uh, what else? Uh, Vlad Dracul. So many different ones that, that, uh, that were so good, but I, I just couldn't put them on the list here because 
I had to have these last two right here in the top one and two spot. So in my second spot, two crossover and crossover is from critically acclaimed God Country creators. You got uh, you know and Thanos wins and Redneck returns for the biggest launch of the year. Imagine everything you thought that was fantasy was real, and now join us in the world where the reality is dead and. Anything is possible. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this one was probably one of the most anticipated books of the year. Amazing, amazing talent. So many great things here. Uh, you guys, it, it, I, I can't say anything more about this one either because this is it has to do with something like a, a parallel universe or what's going on everything's not as it seems what's up with that uh you know <laughs> a lot of the books that i picked here very much have this kind of uh feel that's going on here right uh i don't want to say uh you know everything but great artwork great pacing again uh all around strong story and uh, if this wasn't in your top 10 it, you guys should go out and read it and check it out and put it in your top 10 because i guarantee you that you will not uh, you know it, it will not fail you because you this one's already got a handful of books out and everybody's talking about this raving about this one so head on over and check this one out now for my top number one choice of 2020 it was one of the most anticipated books out there everybody you know when they heard about this book they said what is gonna happen one we've got the team back together again and it is tmnt last ronin uh kevin eastman and peter laird they come back to do a TMNT book here in 2020. So springing out of the minds of the TMNT creators, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, comes an epic like you've never seen before in a future New York City far from then. The one we know today, a lone surviving turtle, goes on a seemingly hopeless mission to obtain justice for his fallen family and friends kinetic layouts from Eastman inks and from Esau and Isaac Escorza and thrilling script full of surprises from longtime TMNT scribe Tom Waltz all combined to make this one of the most memorable TMNT stories you will ever read oversized with a big format count page count and pre annual TMNT tale that can't be missed Oh, guys, fantastic start to an amazing story. Uh, best of the year, only because I was anticipating this one for quite some time. Uh, I, 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 when I heard about this, this, uh, storyline here where you got one lone surviving turtle, uh, nobody knew who this turtle was until the very end of the first issue amazing amazing tale here uh, if you guys are a huge huge tmnt fan like i am i grew up watching the shows reading comic books watching movies playing with the toys uh you guys <laughs> you did not miss out on tmnt last ronin and what an amazing amazing issue that came out of this the first issue was so strong uh, so action-packed uh, <laughs> and amazing i loved it i can't i, I keep saying amazing right because that's what it is there's no other word for it because what a great 
story here. So my number one spot is TMNT Last Ronin. What was yours? If you guys want to hang out with me and talk to me a little bit, you guys can head on over to houseofindypod.com and you can tell me what yours what your top 10 is right there. I will throw this episode up on the website. You guys can blog to me right on there. Just click the latest episode and it should take you over to the page and you should, you should be able to leave comments. So if you guys want to tell me that what your top 10 list is right there, maybe we'll talk about it on the show next time. All right. And this is the end of the show. And this is where I'd like to thank our new patrons from Patreon. We have Jeremy Quintanilla, who is our brand new, patron he went over to patreon.com slash the house of indie and donated you guys could do that as well as little as three dollars a month you can check out some really cool stuff we have some really great tiers head on to patreon.com slash house of indie thank you guys for hanging out with me here and we appreciate you for listening here in the year of 2020 We look forward to talking to you guys and hanging out with you with some really great creators in 2021. You guys, we have some really big things happening and plans already in motion for 2021. It's going to be a big year. I got to tell you guys, thanks to Age of Radio and the Geek Collective, formerly known as 143 Podcast Network. So, you know what? Like my buddy, Brian Silverbacks always says, stay creative. Thank you for listening to The House of Indie. My name is Joey Galvez. I will see you later. Can you say The House of Indie? At the House of Indie.